Welcome in everyone to episode six of the I Am Ready podcast, where we talk to local rock stars about all things economic development. And so I am Lisa Driscoll-Hoxby, business development specialist here at Ready, and I am here with my very fine co-partner in crime, which is much better than a co-host, Jay Correct. Sparks. Correct. Love being partners in crime and not getting caught. That's that's really the key to that. So love that. And uh, yeah, welcome in to uh, another episode of the I Am Ready podcast. And I'm excited for this one. I know. I'm excited. So today we have none other than Eric Morrison, well known in our community in many capacities, has certainly served um, ready well and continues to do so is the incoming chair for the Board of Directors at the Columbia Chamber of Commerce, as well as a variety of other things. So um, we're excited to um, learn a little bit more about Eric today. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the world of finance as a professional. Well, let me first start by saying I appreciate uh, being titled as a rock star. I did not arrive on a bus. Uh, to this podcast, just so everyone knows, I drove here like a normal person and uh, walked in here by myself with no security. Very kind of you to give me that great <laughs> introduction, Lisa. Um, you know, I got into to finance really uh, early in life. My grandfather ran a small bank in southern Illinois, and uh, he did that for most of 40 years and farmed on the side, which is what people did uh, a couple generations ago. And, you know, I would go with him to the bank on Saturdays when we visited, and he would open the bank, and um, I guess it was in my blood uh, going way, way back. His father was a bank board member in a small town in southern Illinois that my mother still has ownership in. So, you know, going back three or four generations, uh, we sort of were people in in banking. My mom worked in banking quite a lot during her professional career before she opened her own business. So um, I guess it's in my blood, so to speak. I love that. 100%. When you, you know, and, and then you, you ended up in finance in Columbia, Missouri. What, what led you geographically and, and, and how did you end up here? And then maybe how did the two come together to, to, to put you where you are today. Yeah, Jay, well, stop me if you've heard this before, but I came to school here and then never had opportunity to leave, right? Yep. It's too great a place. Actually, I, I um, my family lived here. My dad got his master's and PhD from the University of Missouri uh, College of Agriculture. And while he was getting his PhD, I was 18 months old to through second grade. And so we lived here, I was on campus a lot, grew up a Mizzou fan, and then we moved to Quincy, Illinois, where he took a position that he held for a, for a long time in the animal sciences business. So when it came time for college, Mizzou was a home choice for, for my brother and I. And uh, so came to Columbia, my parents still had friends here from church when we had lived here. We were familiar with town and so uh, came to Columbia and then worked at Mizzou in athletics after I graduated. I did that for nine years. Uh, had great opportunity to, to work with and for Mike Alden and for lots of other people in athletics that are now in the industry of athletics as athletic directors and uh, senior associate and executive ADs all over the country. So it was just a, a really wonderful experience. And that entree 
of the University of Missouri led me to great relationships, um, which then led to the opportunity at Providence Bank, which became first mid-bank, uh, with Sunbolt Financial, not once, but now twice. So that's kind of how it all came together, Jay. Uh, I think I have a story that probably lots of people in Columbia have, right? They come here and then make relationships with people, and that serves them for the rest of their professional career. Well, that's that's why it's relatable. That's why that's why it's good for folks to know that, that, that we share a lot of those same pathways and journeys. We sure do, yeah. My wife and I met at Mizzou. Uh, we were actually members of Marching Mizzou, so shout out to them. So Dr. Amy Knops is the director now. She and Amy and I all marched together uh, during our time, and they've had wonderful success. I'm sure lots of listeners have seen them at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or their trips to Ireland or certainly everything they do to, to support Mizzou and its student-athletes. So really, a rock star, what instrument would we see you playing? A non-traditional rock instrument. Okay. That would be the trumpet. Uh, although it is part of certain rock bands. Yeah. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Or, <clears throat> yeah. Scott uh, certainly, yeah, yeah. We if we broaden that out to kind of that big band genre that dips in and out of, you know, kind of the big band swing fun things, rockabilly kind of the things. Yeah, so, sure. yeah, we can get you in there. There's I wouldn't time. want to play anytime soon because it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Don't just hand Eric. No, a no, no, no okay. requests, please, okay. Jay. <laughs> I happen to have. No, just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So a big reason why we ask the folks that we have on this podcast is because of their passion for their community. And obviously that passion for us at Ready kind of intersects into that piece of economic development. And so talk to us a little bit about how you became involved with Ready and kind of um, about your passion for different aspects of economic development and what that looks like in your profession and um, obviously your giving to the community. Uh, that's um you know, Ready to Me has always been this backbone entity that operates in a way that people are never really sure what exactly Ready does, but I'm relatively confident its history provides so much positive momentum toward our community that it's just an entity you sort of feel drawn to if you're at all engaged uh, in the development of our community. And, and that's beyond Columbia, right? And it's beyond just uh, lending to businesses and it's beyond just attraction. It's this idea of ready is the, uh, I always kind of feel like ready is the, the group behind the boulder, just, just inching it up. And sometimes that boulder moves a little quicker and sometimes it takes a lot of us to move it an inch. But um, I was really drawn to ready during my time at the bank. Um, you know, I'd been involved in the chamber uh, to some degree in membership and in EPIC and a couple other committees. But it was really, uh, you know, a mentor and former colleague, Kit Stolen, who was the CEO of Providence Bank, who really encouraged, why, why are you not more involved in Ready? We, we, we should be more engaged in Ready. And uh, so that's really the impetus for how I got involved and started going to events and um, you know, I don't know, just participating in some things. And, and maybe it, it really started with the initiative around the, the airport, Columbia Regional Airport, and our initiative around a hotel bed tax to support the construction from a bonding perspective uh, of that new uh, airport uh, terminal. That really kind of got me more understanding what Ready was doing and who was involved. And 
And so that, that got me there. You know, in terms of things that, you know, really move the needle, I think, you know, in my banking experience and even now, it's, it's really housing. You know, it's, it's the idea of um, at some point uh, we all um, collectively and individually have to not care who gets credit to make some of these things happen. And we found that with housing. There, there were lots of folks and continue to be lots of folks who are doing really good things around housing. Uh, but at some point they hit a stopping point because, well, we never really done it that way or uh, we can't do that because or Jesus going to take a bank or a banker or a lender to get out of their little comfort zone. And so those are the things that really got me engaged uh, more from a development perspective. And then you started to hear about geez, we can't, people can't live in town and work in town, and that's a deterrent to us attracting business. And honestly, Lisa, that's sort of where it sort of snowballed there. And um, so really thankful for the progress. Again, very small incremental progress um, that's that's been made, and we've, I think, got some good momentum. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I think it's I think it's interesting. Um, one of my favorite questions I think that we kind of have had on our sheet for this podcast as we've worked our way through people um, and, and talking to them and having these conversations has been, <clears throat> why do you think it's important when people start to to bubble up in the community when they start to kind of when when people coalesce around we all know this person. They're, they're in a position at a, at, a, at a job or an organization that gives them some visibility. Why is it important for them to find organizations like Ready or, or other nonprofits and give back to their community? Well, first and foremost is that we have all been given so much. Um, you know, um, my family, again, it's not the experience of everyone. You know, my family uh, is of the Christian faith, and we have been for many generations. And there are things uh, that were taught to me at a very young age, and I saw modeled by my parents and grandparents that were, hey, we do for others as we'd want to have done to us. And that is not just in your own home, but that's in your community. I mentioned my grandfather, who was a small town uh, banker and farmer, and was a long-standing elder of his church. I can't tell you the number of people who, when he passed away, came out of the, literally out of the woodwork. Um, you know, your grandpa did this for me. Uh, my dad's father, my grandpa Morrison, was really involved in our community park in a small little town. And when he passed away, all the notes from people that came and said, we got a ball diamond because your grandpa was on the board and fought for it. And we did that, and so I think it's important because that's that's what that's who I am, Jay. Yeah. I think for the broader community, you know, it's about um, uh, you know our resources um, are not our own, uh, and mm-hmm. and to some degree, and again, I don't mean resources in terms of money. I mean resources in terms of time and talent, and some maybe sometimes in money. Um, that that when people come up. They need to see others model that. And we have so many people in this community for generations. This isn't about me. 
uh, not about either one of you, quite frankly, but for generations that have modeled that, that that has to keep going. And that's what really I find is important about um, getting involved. Now, um, people have to find their own niche, right? And mm-hmm. I think we talk about that a lot. Like, what are you passionate about? Can't do everything for everybody. Can't be involved in every organization. Um, can't serve on every committee. But what is it you're passionate about? And go go be active. Yeah. I hope that sort of fits with what you're. Hundred percent. That was that was that was a great answer and, and a good you know slice of again Eric's perspective on on this community, which is why we're here. Absolutely, and it really tees up nicely for the next question. And that's that what means, I like to do. That's See, right. See, I, I just sort of. You, you, I mean, you could be the next host. We would gladly turn this over to you sometimes. It's kind of you, but sometimes, <laughs> as I just said, you have to say no, Lisa. So um, we also talk a lot about, um, and you've mentioned this, generationally um, moving things forward and feeling that obligation. As you look at a younger generation that's maybe just starting out in that career or maybe determining what their career path is going to look like, what would you say to um, some young folks about what are the things that you really need to be focused on? What are the things that you really need to do to move yourself forward? And then maybe what are some um, some things to stay away from, some things to be considerate of? Yeah, I think the first the first comment I would make is that we all share the fear of getting started. And that, for a young professional, let's say you're new to Columbia, or let's just say you're, you're, you went to Hickman High School, you went to Mizzou, you know Columbia, there's still a fear of getting started, that I'm not old enough, I'm not experienced enough, I won't know the right answers, I won't show up at the right place or wear the right thing, or, and that can create hindrance, right? And so I think the first thing is like, hey, fear of getting started is a real thing, but it's something everybody has. And it just, it's the walking through that door the first time, right, is, is really what I would encourage people to, to think about doing. Um, probably what I wish I w- would advise more is you can't say yes to everything. Even though you may be passionate about it, even though like in your heart you might say, geez, I, I really want to do this. You know, there's just, there's time and place. You can't fill all the buckets. None of us can. So again, narrow that thing down. Find that that niche. Find those things that you're super passionate about, and then psych yourself up over the fear of getting started, and walk through the door. I think as as professionals, uh, we also need to be more open to taking those visits and those meetings from people who are interested in things we're doing. Um, you know, it can't always be about, well, I'm going to meet with Lisa because she's going to be the next board member or whatever. Well, maybe not. Maybe Lisa's just going to be a great volunteer right now, and I'm darn glad she called and was interested. I'm guilty of that. We make priorities sometimes of things and go, geez, if, you know, one more coffee, and I'm not really sure what it's going to lead to. I think we have to get more away from, is it going to be a short-term gain and more about, Let's get people thinking about being involved, even if it's just to talk through something. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, that's, 
Yeah, it's great. That's 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 really impressive to 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 take that look at things and you talk about the, the last couple answers we we've worked through. Let's cycle it back to you know economic development. What does the next you know as we talk about it, young folks coming into the space, uh, your involvement over time? What is the next you know generation of economic development look like? I mean, what where you know how are we positioning ourselves? Where are we going? Are we doing the right things in Colombia? You know, what, what, what do you see that, that, you know, we, as we move forward, what's, what's next? Well, let me start by bragging on you two. Uh, you know, what we've done really, really well is create this infrastructure and this, this ecosystem is, is often is told in this cultural thought of entrepreneurism and that this is a place that you can show up in both this ready and this Columbia are places you can show up and there are resources for you to advance a business and at whatever rate it is you want to advance it. And so I think that's going to pay dividends for a long time in Columbia, Missouri, because we're going to every, I don't know, feels like every day, I'm sure for you guys, maybe every hour, we've got a new person with a new idea uh, that, but, but for ready, we probably would not know anything about their business. And but for ready, if they grow to any size, Columbia, Missouri's on their map. Otherwise, it probably isn't, right? Um, I, I think we have some very long-standing stalwart businesses in this community that we have to continue to be very supportive of and find ways to help them with the things that their business is struggling with. You know, currently, that, that looks like labor, right? Where are the people? that are going to work at the jobs at our major employers that have been here for uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of years, uh, where are they coming from? And so that looks like we need to be more intentional about our recruiting efforts to get people to live in Columbia, Missouri. You know, we, we talk a lot about this concept of boomerang, right? I'm a Hickman grad from 2006 and I went to school at wherever, because I wanted to be away from Columbia for college, which happens and is great. And now I'm a professional in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I don't, my, my perception is I, whatever I'm doing doesn't need to be done in Columbia. And we all know that is not accurate. There's lots of professions that we need in Columbia, Missouri. So what are we doing to get that graduate back here with their family? Um, it was a great place for them to grow up. Maybe it's a great place for their kids to grow up. I think we've got to address that. And then from that, obviously, we got to address housing. We know that. You know, we know we need to address our, our, our services in the city and the county. Those are things that are way above my pay grade, but I think we all recognize <laughs> are, are in process at various times. So that's a long answer. But I think those are the things we got to think about. Yeah, and I think the interweaving of that is, is the important part, is that no one piece solves it. Yep. And, and you, again, that's pushing the boulder, right? You have to have a bunch of people pushing boulders, and that interweaving is the only way it all grows together. Right, Jay. And the other part of that is, like, <clears throat> when you're pushing the boulder, I, I uh, that we as community members, leaders, just sort of, all come together around the idea that no one may ever know we pushed this boulder. It, it, it may go to the dustbin of history, 
But I'm okay with that. There isn't going to be a bench. There isn't going to be an award. There isn't going to be a plaque. There, and that's okay. Because somebody 40 years ago did that for the three of us yep. that we may never know, don't know. And we need to do that under that same idea. We don't care who gets the credit. Yep. Absolutely. And I just love that. I mean, there is so much so much good work to be done, but when the focus is about you're, you're expending wasted energy on figuring out who's going to get credit, then, you know, that's valuable resources that could be um, spent in doing the work, which is the important piece. And honestly, the piece that is most fulfilling for most people. I think that um, although, you know, recognition is important, I think for most of us, what the best part about doing anything important is, is that satisfaction, personal satisfaction that you supported the greater good. That's what gets me up. That's what I feel like gets most people up. And I feel like that Columbia maybe is not unique in having um, that perspective, but is unique in having the entire community have that feel. Mm -hmm. It's definitely different than the other places that I've lived in. And so I think that that's really great. And there's also lots of different places to plug in, unlike other communities where there may just be the chamber, or there may just be economic development, or there may just be your church. There is whatever you are passionate about and feel like will make our community better, there is a place for you to serve in that capacity. And so speaking of that, we've talked about some of the things that you're more known for. Um, what are some things that you're very passionate about or other ways that you serve that maybe the, 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 maybe the average um, person that knows Eric Morrison from his ready um, service or from the chamber may not, may not know about you? Um, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful to be able to coach our son, you know, uh, baseball and basketball. We, you know, it took us seven years to have him, so we spent a lot of time with him. And um, I, I really love doing that. I love the guys that he's around, the kids you get to meet, his buddies and the funny things they do and say. And, you know, you just hope to be just a little just a little help to them, yeah, less about sports and more about, right? Um, I spend a lot of time with our family. I have uh, three nephews and two nieces that live here in town, and three nephews in St. Louis, and a niece and a nephew in Kansas City. My mom lives here in town, so we spend a lot of time uh, with our family, and we're, we're really thankful to be able to do that kind of stuff. Um, you know, our church is important to us. And, you know, we spend a lot of time, we attend the crossing, and we spend, you know, a fair amount of time doing things there and engaged with people there with a small group and a men's group that I've been a part of. So those are, those are the things that are probably not the, they're not ready related, right? Sure. Uh, they're not chamber related. Well, I think, I think that's a good portion of what we like to do here is, is just kind of expand that knowledge of people. So, so we have this room full of lots of folks in the community that have lots of visibility. And, and a part of this is our ability to, to just kind of open that up and, and know that we're all people. You know, it's not, we don't just carry our titles yeah. in on our sleeve. We, we actually carry people in here. And I think that helps push the bowl, right? Helps, that helps not, you know, helps us know that we're not gonna have a plaque, but I'm next to Eric pushing. And that, that's a big part of why, you know, we do what we do. I have to take a moment though, and I think 
I think it was last year during our, our annual meeting, um, and I think you were there at, at Mizzou Arena, um, and I think I finally saw Eric uh, more in his natural habitat. I didn't realize how much the Mizzou sports was a part of your, 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 your DNA and your blood here, and uh, as a former sports radio uh, personality here yeah. in town, I have, to, I have to flash back for a moment and put myself in that situation and not let you get out of here without asking, Maybe what's your what's your black and gold sports memory? Like your in person black and gold sports memory that you that first you know what's that most important one? Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's a long list because I lived some really great ones and some really not so great ones, Jay. <laughs> We're Mizzou um, fans. We know how that, that is. <laughs> yeah, you know the first football game I remember going to I think it was 1983 Missouri versus Illinois, and that was Illinois' only loss that year. Uh, my dad got his uh, bachelor's degree from Illinois and his his other two degrees from Missouri. So that was, uh, that was you know, that's the first thing I kind of remember. We, we came down here for Mizzou basketball games uh, when uh, I was in elementary school, and those were great, those were great memories. Um, you know, when I was a member of Marching Mizzou uh, was, you know, the kickball game. I was in the basketball band in Boise, Idaho for the infamous uh, 1995 uh, Tyus Edney yeah. shot. I saw that in person, but I was my also, heart, you know, <laughs> you know, I was also on the field in two thousand and four, five. I'll get the years incorrect. When a kid named Chase Daniel came in for an injured Brad Smith and led us to overtime in a victory over Iowa State, and gotcha. uh, that that was pretty cool. Um, got to be part of some great basketball games during Coach Snyder's time here, made it to the Elite Eight, um, you know, thought we might go to the Final Four, you know, that, that, that darn, was... Darn Oklahoma. Yeah, that was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty cool. And then anytime I've, you know, been able to, since Evan's been born, he's 11, you know, just the things we've got to share with him um, have been really, really great, um, just because we're Mizzou fans, right, and sure. Mizzou people. So that arena means uh, means a lot. That's something I worked on, Jay, spent mm-hmm. a lot of time on, and uh, did a lot of tours of during yep. construction. What showed at the annual meeting? I could tell you were you were definitely in an element there that was that was very natural for you. So couldn't let this go by without sneaking in well, a little thanks. sports talk. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> you know, we're, we're really lucky to have uh, SEC – competition here and a school to follow uh, that has committed um, you know not just not just to the athletics but is committed to the fan base you just think about what we've done over the course of the last 15 or 20 years in terms of facilities and game experience and all those things and we're really lucky when you go other places as you have you, you sort of you get back in the car and go oh wow we're doing. We have pretty good setup in Columbia, Missouri. Yep, agreed. So, what we like to do as we kind of close out um, the end of our podcast is we like to just turn the floor over to our guests mm-hmm. and let them have their last minute or two to say whatever it is that might be on their mind that we didn't cover, or um, share a story, or just um, you know what what would you for whomever is going to listen to this, and you know we're racking them up. So you just never know. Um, yeah. What would you like to say in closing, Eric? 
Well, that's really kind of, first of all, thanks for having me. You know, I, I just love the format of the podcast and the opportunity to, to talk and, and really work through a couple of things. You know, I think for those listening, you know, my, my encouragement, um, if, you, if you want to contribute, there's places for you to contribute. And that might take making a call or two, but there are lots of people in this community who are more than willing to take that call and help, help you get set up someplace. I think about our boards and commissions uh, for our city and county uh, that are always actively looking for people who uh, have no particular bent or interest or grind or special interest, but are just interested in helping our community in whatever way you may be passionate about. So, uh, you know, look at the boards and commissions. That, that's, that's an active thing uh, that I, I think we will find a lot of value in as community members being involved in. And then I think too is just, we, we tend to sometimes major on the minors Right, we, 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 get, we get real stirred up, all of us, about lots of things in our community and our businesses uh, that are, are relatively minor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, I think it bears us all good to just step back, think about the many things we have to be thankful for in our community and the many people we have that serve and give their professional life this community that it would probably serve us well to say thank you a little more often and um, be a little bit more mindful of what many people give uh, to serve our community and that's that's police that's first responders and fire that's our city council that's our our uh, county commissioners that's our city staff Uh, so those would be my, you know, thank you are pretty powerful words. Bob Burchard from Columbia College used to do a, Jay, I'm sure you heard it. He did a whole, he'd do a 20 minutes on the value of thank you. Yep. And that has stuck with me for a long time. That That's pretty easy to do and has a pretty uh, significant impact. So thank you for the opportunity, Lisa. Jay, thank you. Of course. We're super happy to have you. <laughs> We're involved in, in all aspects of Ready in the community, and, um, you know, it's always interesting, and it always is, is great. Every single guest we've had has really said something that I have really resonated with or, or pondered on, and and so it's just been a, a pleasure speaking with you today. Well, that's great. Thanks for all you guys are doing for our community and for Ready, and, you know, they're just it's just, I've said it before, and, you know, forever who listens, whoever listens to this, I'll say it for you. You know, when people ask what does Ready do, you know, Lisa and Jay and the staff at Ready are every day doing things that otherwise would not happen in this community, period. And so I will continue to say that proudly, and I'm uh, proud to be associated with both of you. Well, thank you, yeah. I know, I don't know what to say. We just just took our thank yous. We took our our thank yous, wash over us. That's good. That's right. It's Friday afternoon. That's right. Keep those through the weekend and then come back Monday and get ready for something. That's right. Absolutely. We have to be ready for stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And so um, we're just going to close out this episode six by saying thank you to everyone who's going to listen to this fantastic podcast. And um, 
We are excited that our next episode will be with none other than um, Shelter's president and CEO, Randa Rollins. And so you'll want to tune in for that. And um, think about how you can be thankful and who in the community you think um, are rock stars. We would love to hear about that as well. Yeah, definitely reach out. Let us know who you want to thank. If you don't have a direct line, we'll thank them for you. Absolutely. That's great. All right. Thanks very much.